0: You are now tuned in to Music Men and My Mental with your host, C. Devone, attacking all things career, relationship, and your overall health. Let's get to it. Let's start the show. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Music Men and My Mental. I'll be your host, C. Devone. And a little backstory about this podcast is I ran into the roadblock of depression. Toxic relationships, health issues, and beyond. I was soul-searching high and low, every yoga studio, therapist, finder apps, you name it. I was trying to hide these struggles. However, I realized that I was not alone. The more I shared, the more that I realized that maybe I can help other people during their difficult times as well. I narrowed it down to a trifecta. This trifecta was career, relationships, and wellness, So, which gave birth to music, which is the career I chose, Men, which are deals with all personal relationships in total. And the My Mental, which deals with health, overall wellness, etc. So this gave birth to Music Men and My Mental... Where we will be sharing journeys, stories, advice, witty humor, lots of interviews, and just helping us balance this ish out. So stay tuned, like, subscribe. I'll be your host, Cee Davone, and welcome to Music Men and My Mental. Today we have Shantu Das, who is the creator of Silence to Shame, but also a mental health advocate, former music exec, um philanthropist, just everything black girl magic, just everything amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you. It's my honor to be here. I appreciate you thinking enough of my platform and myself to have me on your show.
0: Uh yes, and as a woman who works in music and, you know, have deals with my own mental health and my family, um this is just I can't even tell you what an honor it is to have you here for real. Thank you. Um, So let's just go into a silence to shame. Like I mean, your story is so profound. I mean, just for you to just be able to wake up every day, I'm like, okay, how how does she do it? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, I've been through my own stories and family and friends, and when I read your story, I'm like, all right, you know, you you got this. You got this. The fact that you can just sit up here and still promote people to get the help to silence this shame. Like just one, one thank you, but just tell us about how it got started to be, you know, start from there, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I was at universal Motown in 2009. I was executive vice president of marketing and a lot had happened that year. And I decided to quit and walk away and move back home. Uh, My mom developed Alzheimer's. I went through some health issues that I now know were a direct result of stress. Mm -hmm. I had some family members pass away. And even though I was at the top of my game, it was just a lot going on in my life. And I wasn't really paying attention to my emotional health and wellness, which, again, I didn't recognize that that was part of the problem at the time. I was high functioning. So I came back home to Atlanta Started, I was still doing you know, some light consulting um, with a lot of soul artists. And then I started doing a lot of community work. And then in 2014, my best friend took her own life. Um, and so that really took a toll on me mentally and I blamed myself. And it started me thinking a lot about my dad's suicide because my father took his own life when I was a child. But growing up in African American community, we didn't talk about it, we didn't address it. And so I went through a really dark period in 2014. I mean, I'm sorry, in 2015. And I contemplated taking my own life. So that was a real low point for me. But I got the help that I needed, which is, you know, the moral to the story. And I just wanted to like empower and help other people. So I started opening up and sharing on social media. I was doing a radio interview and silence and shame just kind of rolled off of my tongue. And I was like, hmm, okay. This is this is something right. And I felt like that was a gift from God telling me like I needed to really embrace this movement, this idea of silencing the shame and really help as many people as possible.
0: Right, 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 right. And you're doing this all pre Corona. And now this is a time where mental health is at an all time high right now Mm -hmm. um so like i said again thank you for bringing the awareness but even like i feel like now it's like an overload like you wanted to promote it but now it's like you are like the voice at this moment (laughs) especially and you know for people of color like i mean it's it's really really crazy and um you know I guess I you know I had two questions, but I'm just going to jump to this one, and I know in the communities of color and you said something like i didn't know what it was at first, and you know we use this term crazy all the time, and mm-hmm. like oh, that person's crazy, and uh so my sister has severe bipolar schizophrenia
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know we think about when she was a little younger and said, you know what, I wonder if we never thought that maybe she had some traits because she just will wild out and yeah, she was about that life opposed to yeah. really thinking about like what we could have done, you know, to really help the situation. When you look back at things, do you think there's any like preventative measures that we could do now that we know what anxiety Anxiety is and you know what bipolar you know depression is um you think there's things that we can do now and I think this is probably silencing the shame of like Mm -hmm. okay you're bipolar you can get help okay Mm -hmm. you have multiple personalities you Mm -hmm. can help what preventative measures do you think is like the first start to like silencing the shame or just making it a better world you know
1: Yeah, totally. And um, I I can uh, relate to your family's experience because I also have a family member that suffers from bipolar one depression and schizoaffective disorder. And it can be definitely challenging for the family. And it's really hard at times to recognize those signs and symptoms because we don't know what we don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I think is really great is there is a class called Mental Health First Aid. And it's kind of like taking CPR training. Um, it's a little bit longer. It's eight hours, but it's a wonderful course. You get to take a workbook home with you. And it really takes you through a lot of the signs and symptoms and ways to recognize, you know, the symptoms in either a friend or a loved one. It helps you learn how to deescalate a crisis if they're ever in a crisis. Um, so that's the first thing that I would do. Secondly is you got to be aware of your feelings and your behavior patterns because, um, mental health is oftentimes on the clinical side referred to as behavioral health, right? So it's about our, our behavior patterns and um, how persistent they become, how things change. So if you notice like certain things with your loved ones or friends or family or colleagues that may not just seem quite right, or it's not really characteristic of their normal personality, you got to like pay attention to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause
1: oftentimes I think, you know, You know, we live and work in this high-paced, you know, industry and fast-paced society. Obviously, things have slowed down now to COVID to a certain degree. But, you know, we're going through the motions, and sometimes we overlook things, whether we think they're a thing or not. And so when you recognize some, um, whether it's like hopelessness or, you know, outbursts or Uh, braggadocious personalities um, severe highs and lows in someone's personality those are some of the signs that you can recognize um, and then you know really kind of assess the situation within your own family and see if you need to like kind of take it a step further the other thing too is what we're doing today continuing to normalize the conversation educating our communities um, around emotional health and wellness teaching people not to judge when someone is going through something because we can be very judgmental at times even especially in music because we're you know we brag you know the music industry can be very egotistical and braggadocious and um, that's not knocking anyone you know we're proud of what we do right the artists are proud of their careers but you know sometimes I think we put too much pressure on people Mm -hmm. so we have to be able to recognize when someone's not having a good day and if you know, they need to get help, let's kind of help them get that help. And then words matter too. like, stop calling people crazy. You know, uh, the other thing is learning about like, I never say that someone is bipolar, like Mm. someone that's John, that's Karen, that's Tracy, they happen to suffer from bipolar disorder, just like someone may suffer from a physical disease. But I don't call them the disease, right? You don't call somebody diabetes, or they're, they uh, are a heart attack, right? You call them their name. So that's another thing in mental health that we try not to identify individuals as the disease too. And that's just a learning process. But as we learn, and as we, even people that are listening in today uh, on your podcast, we have to take this information back in our communities and even share it within our own families because we have to educate. And that's the only way that we're going to erase stigma and really help people process through what uh, they may be going through or their loved ones.
0: Absolutely. It, it's true. Cause you know, we'll take it in and we're like, Oh, you know, let me keep it for myself. But the reality is, you know, we need to give it back and we need yes. to, you know, just like we go to the gym, you know, take care of our mental health, which That's is right. uh, a question I wasn't even going to ask, but someone asked me like, Oh, you started going to therapy. So when do you stop? And I said, <laughs> so do you go? So when you lose 10 pounds at the gym, do you just stop going because now you lost the 10 pounds? So do you believe that mental health is just an ongoing process? Like you should just kind of start early and just keep it going, you know?
1: Yeah. So, you know, and I want to read something. So the definition, if you Google it, mental health, it it includes our emotional, uh, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. And I always read it because I don't want to get it wrong. But it's an ongoing process in our life. As I mentioned earlier, we all have mental health. We may not all have a mental illness. But what is important is that even if you don't have a severe mental illness, you need to practice self-care, right? You need to do things that are going to make you feel better, that are going to put you in a better mood, whether that's exercising, watching your diet, getting adequate amount of sleep, um, having healthy coping mechanisms to deal with your stress and anxiety um, when things start to arise. I mean, certainly with what's going on with COVID. I think we've seen a heightened level of anxiety from everybody. Mm -hmm. People may be recognizing signs around anxiety that they've never experienced in their life. And they might go, wow, I don't even recognize myself or what's going on or what's happening right now. And, you know, these are some tough times for everybody. And so many people's situation is different. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some people's situations are harder than others. And so we have to be a little bit more empathetic. Um, and allow people to process through their feelings. But yes, I think you know, self care, awareness, wellness is something that should be a part of our daily regimen. It really is about mind, body, and soul. We shouldn't separate it out because oftentimes, when you're experiencing emotional health and wellness challenges. You know they can manifest into physical ailments stress can actually cause you know physical problems and vice versa um, when you have physical diseases, you know a lot of people experience uh, depression or anxiety and even suicidal ideation um, as a result of that physical uh distress so we need to start looking at it from a holistic approach and know that therapy isn't just for when something isn't wrong you know being able to talk to someone objectively about your problems and getting it out in the open could be a really great thing. Uh, it's a lot of therapists doing virtual sessions right now and yeah. we just need to make sure that we're paying attention to our minds and, and really, you know, do what we need to do to stay healthy and whole.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, no. Oh, gosh. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: I, I totally agree with that. It is, um, but um, you, you said something that's really important, and it was about like the external factors, and you know, thinking and talking about the industry. You know, um, do you? I mean, there's you know, sometimes we're born with you know some some factors that could be hereditary, etc. But when you think about some things that are just the stressors, and something like the industry or the music industry do you think that like, those are like heightened stressors, you know, that really, really have an effect on your mental health? Like, you know, there's like insurance for the normal person. It's like, maybe you should have a little bit more insurance if you work in music industry, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, do you think that, um, you know, it is a lot of factors that contribute to, um, you know, the mental stress working in a music industry?
1: I think the entertainment industry and music industry, like a lot of other industries, can definitely be triggers mm-hmm. um, for people that may experience anxiety and depression. I mean, look at a lot of our musicians that we've lost um, to substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is just the pressure and stress of having to be great all the time, having to be on twenty-four-seven, mm-hmm. um, having to you know create and write music that you know is going to sell. You know, you sign these contracts. With these record companies, and it's still a business. So it's about a, the bottom line. And so now, even with this new way of, you know, we don't have physical CDs anymore. Now, everything is based on streams and the pressure of being able to, you know, stay relevant and come out with material. It's a lot, even from an executive perspective. Um, now, with social media, keeping up, you know, with what your colleagues are doing at other companies and working in those high paced environments. Um, I know when I worked in the business, sometimes, you know, it was a volatile situation. Um, Some of my bosses, or maybe even not my direct reports, but people within the company, you know, would be condescending. Oftentimes men, you know, would put an extra level of stress being a woman in entertainment. You couldn't show weakness because, you know then you weren't able to handle your departments or maybe you weren't fit for this job. So it's a ton of stressors, I think, working in the entertainment industry. And when I look back and when I was really at the height of my career, I wish that we talked more about emotional health and wellness. It just wasn't something, you know, that was a thing, if you will. And we didn't promote that culture uh, inside of the business. And so I'm glad now to see you know, mental health being top of mind for everybody. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. But again, certainly you're hearing people talk about mental health that wouldn't normally, you know, bring it into a conversation. So I just hope that people know that, one, there are resources out there. You know, Music Cares does a lot to help artists who are having issues with substance abuse um, and mental health uh, challenges, um, as well as, you know, my organization, Silence to Shame, trying to create and educate communities, even particularly in music. Um, and to help uh, musicians and creatives and executives find therapists if they need it, uh, help, have healthy uh, coping mechanisms so that we don't turn to those substances and we don't self-medicate. So it's just, you know, it's it's something that I think is not going to go away just even in society and culture as we realize, you know, with these pandemics and things that happen, like our emotional health and wellness is so important and we have to be able to recognize our thoughts and our feelings and when we don't feel like ourselves we have to properly address it.
0: Right, 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 right. So with silence the shame, you're doing more uh I mean, well now can't do the events right now, but uh do you strive just to be more of a resource so people can go out online or is it more like um in person events or like how can people be involved and in, like what can they expect when they go to silence the shame, you know?
1: So our website lists a lot of the things that we do. Of course, pre-COVID, we were doing a lot of community conversations, which were in panel, in-person in panel discussions, whether it was in the music community or working with different organizations and doing team mental health summits. Now we've taken everything virtual. So we uh, have up on our website and even on our YouTube page on Silence for Shame TV, a lot of panel discussions that we've done in the past. I think People will find those as really helpful tools during this time. We also have a podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We have over 30 episodes up where we interview celebrities, clinicians, and everyday people. Um, So I would definitely urge your listeners to check out our podcast. We do what's called Self-Care Saturdays this Saturday at 11 o'clock. If you go on our Instagram page, we're going to have a a live meditation session going on at 11 a.m., uh, two weeks ago, we had a virtual yoga session going on, so we like to offer uh wellness activities uh, virtually, so we're trying to do as much as we can while we're apart, but certainly when things are safe and they open back up, we'll continue to do a lot of in person uh activities. We also offer mental health first aid training, uh which is that eight hour course that I mentioned, so we're looking to do more of those. The actual um entity that does mental health first aid training. Um, They're working on a virtual training now. So we'll make sure that the person on our staff uh, is trained and be able to administer it virtually. So yeah, we're trying to do as much as we can to empower and educate communities. That is our main focus, to uh, empower and educate communities on mental health and wellness. And of course, trying to continue to erase the stigma. So anything that we can do, whether it's virtually, whether it's in person, when it's safe, you know, we want to create and educate these safe spaces for people to be able to talk and share.
0: Right, right, right. So how are you coping right now? Like going through everything, the is out here, just just doing what she does. Like what are like three things you're doing just to like stay on top of your mental health right now?
1: So one thing I'm doing is um, I'm prioritizing my relationships. I'm making sure that I reach out if I'm having a moment to someone that I think is trustworthy and someone that is understanding and empathetic. You know, I'm not gonna reach out to someone that I think, you know, may be a great person, but they don't really, you know, they're pretty uh, sarcastic and, you know, they're hard to kind of crack and talk to at times. So I need someone that's gonna be understanding and that can share in my experiences. So I have a short list of people that I can call if I'm experiencing um, any anxiety and challenges. I also am getting out taking walks. I'm taking regular breaks. Because working from home is great, but then the boundaries and lines are blurred. So whereas, you know, if you're going, you know, to the office, you know, you may have a set schedule, but now I think people are working well into the night because they're home and they, you know, may not have other things to do unless you're parenting and homeschooling and have kids and so forth. But for me, like, I just need to make sure I'm taking regular breaks And that when I'm tired, you know, I stop working. You know, I have to give myself and allow myself that permission. Like, I can't work 12, 14-hour days every single day. So I have to be unapologetic about my time and my self-care and what I need to do to make myself whole again. I'm eliminating stressful people from my life. Um, And I'm engaging in some level of exercise and mindfulness on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, no, it's so important, especially you said about like the right person to call because yeah. I'm just like, oh, the most accessible person. And mm-hmm. that's not always the right person. And even something right. you mentioned that was so important was sarcasm, because even that could make you feel uh, like, Oh, or you got another problem again. Absolutely. Well, you no, know, <laughs> look at insecure right now. What's going on in their relationship and their best friends. They're always available for one another. And it's like, I have an issue. I need you to listen. Well, you always have an issue. Oh, it's that BP again. Oh, it's that, you know, you, you've heard this before. So it is mm-hmm. so important that you said that to really understand. And maybe it may be a person you don't even know. <laughs> you know, absolutely. They, they just have a great relationship with them. You know, that's was, right. From travels,
1: a lot of time you meet people traveling, and they're absolutely. Just, you know, so so, and so, and so. the other thing I forgot to mention is, you know, seeing a therapist if you need to. Again, you know, I have people that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, you know, that are professionals, and so I'm not embarrassed about it. I'm not ashamed.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, this is really probably more the last question. Is like. How do you push through? I mean, I only can see God, you know, in this situation where you've gotten through and to be able to talk about your experiences. Um, so where, when you have the experiences that you've been through, through, you know, the the different, um, you know, deteriorating mental health and seeing, you know, loved ones, you know, die and death, um, it brings some level, like it can change you. You know, Mm -hmm. it can really, really change and morph you into something that you don't even, you're not even trying to be that way. Mm -hmm. You know, you may be there. And I have a friend who, um, she has a lot of friends, right? But she's very quick to cut someone off because she's had death happen at such an early age Mm -hmm. in her life that she knows that people are kind of disposable. You know, it's like, oh, well, people come and go. And like how do you have the courage and the might to still go on to still be an advocate and to still even you know trust people to be in your life and circle and protect your peace like where do you find the strength to you know even talk about silence and the shame and even like be a friend to people when you have so much going on in your own personal life, you know? Yeah,
1: thank you for asking. I actually lost my sister last year who passed away unexpectedly. And so you talk about grief and loss. This has been the worst year of my life. And there are times where it is really tough to wake up in the morning. So I find my strength from God. Um, I know that I wouldn't have been able to even get through this year of losing my sister. I never imagined my life without her. Uh, And then the other thing is when I'm kind of feeling down and low I try to just put myself in the position of other people that have it much worse than I do because you know right now as tough as things are with COVID-19 you know I have a roof over my head you know I have food every day It's so many people that are you know have lost their jobs or lost you know this one lady that I know lost her mom her grandmother and her auntie within two weeks with COVID-19 so everybody always has something worse going on. You know, our stories are our stories, but just know that somebody else's story is definitely much worse than yours. And I try to be able to find the opportunity to count my blessings and to just pray and ask God to give me the strength to get through this. So I couple spirituality with practical things like the self-care regimen that I try to do every day, the connectivity like I said, keeping positive people in my social circles and in my personal private spaces where I feel like it's a safe space to talk and open up and share. Um, Having one or two girlfriends or guy friends on speed dial that I know that will be there for me at any time and and family members. And uh, just, you know, praying for that peace. You know, sometimes I have to just tell people, no, I can't pour from an empty cup. So I can't always do that talk or that webinar or you know that interview as grateful as I am sometimes I have to put things off for a few days because if you're in a a delicate space uh, mentally and you just don't have the energy that day it's okay to take a mental health day and, and not be embarrassed about it or ashamed so I'm very unapologetic now about my time which is able which allows me to protect my peace
0: amen uh, you talk, you're talking to me I'm not sleeping these days, um, and I'm a person
1: who loves to sleep, so um, you, you gotta get it in. You just, yeah, because yeah. I tell you, like, and your friend that kind of has become um, detached, mm-hmm. des- desensitized yeah, to death, I, right. I, I would say, That's even right. with your own life, God forbid something happened to you and I, the work is still going to continue the next day. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality of it. I mean. Packing up all of my sister's belongings and seeing all of her stuff sitting in the living room. But like, I still had to work and her husband still had to go on and her still kids still had to live the lives that they could as best as they could. It just goes to show you that life continues after we die. And we know that we had a birth date and we unfortunately have a date that we're going to, Die because I think we're here on borrowed time, and so if you can look at that and find the opportunity to say, "Okay, God, how how can I change things up a little bit differently in my life to look at my day different? I can't worry about yesterday. I can't worry about tomorrow. How can I be my best self in this day, and how can I protect my peace and my mental and physical well being? Even there are times where I was scared that I would start eating more um through COVID nineteen because I, in the past, have you know sometimes use um, food as a coping mechanism and and we know that's not healthy and so sometimes I just pray and ask God to just remove the taste of certain things from my mouth Um, not to say that's just going to happen in an instant but if I have faith and I work towards you know best practices then you know I can try to be my best self but you got to incorporate time for yourself because nobody's going to give it to you.
0: I love it. <laughs> I, I definitely need to get some to pray about some taste. That will be cooking <laughs> way too much. And, and, and last question, I, I keep saying last question, what do you want your legacy to be? I mean, you have done so much already, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, what would you like your legacy to be here?
1: So I would love to see Silence to Shame um, be uh, a real global support. For many, um, we love to have offices in Atlanta, LA, London, and New York, and to just know that we help save many lives. If I can save one life or I can save millions of lives, that's why I do what I do. And that's why I really dedicated my life to this work. It's not a fad for me. I'm not just talking about mental health because everybody else is talking about it. You know, God gave me This light and energy, when I contemplated taking my own life in 2015, and I accepted the challenge and the charge from him, hasn't always been easy, but I have 100% or 200% accepted this charge to help break down and erase stigma, especially in communities of color, and I won't stop until we continue to save lives and we see the rates of suicide go down and that we see people get help. Um, who can't even help themselves. So I really am excited. And I hope that our legacy will be one where we've made a significant change for the better around mental health.
0: Wow, thank you so much. Is there anything that you want the listeners to know as far as how to donate? um, You know, volunteer, just let us know.
1: Yeah, so you can uh, donate. We are a small organization still working hard to raise funds for programming as well as being able to hire new team members. You can text the word SILENCE to 707070 or you can go to our website, www.silencetheshame.com. Also, um, if you want to do some virtual volunteering, let us know what you're interested in. There's a page to reach out um, for volunteers to sign up. Again, follow us on Instagram at silence to shame on Facebook. It's at silence TH shame. We post a lot of helpful articles there. You can follow me on Instagram at Shanti Doss 404. I created this new brand called yeah. Wellness where I interview celebrities. And so, I was doing the Yeah Wellness series like every day for the last few weeks, but I needed my own break and for my own peace of mind. So we're probably gonna do it about once a week, but it's an opportunity for me to check in with celebrities and do a wellness check to see how they're doing. So check out Yeah Wellness. uh, And again, go to our YouTube page, check out some of our really cool content, subscribe to our page and subscribe to our podcast because again, we want you to take this information back into your community. So thank you for everyone that has supported silence of shame thus far for the people that have just been re- have just been introduced rather to silence of shame. We welcome you and we hope that you will find uh, what we do helpful for you and your families. And I just want to thank you for having me on your show today. Um, and I wish you uh, blessings and peace and wellness. And keep doing what you're doing, sister. You're, you're, thank you. You are doing God's work.
0: Thank you so much. I'm I'm like crying inside and trying to keep it together. But I, I appreciate it. It's really important to have these conversations. So thank and you. shout out
1: to Sarita. Thank you yes, for she's getting about. me on your show. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. yes, yes, yes. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.